Okay, Masech this Tamid Daf Lamed Amin Aleph the Mishnah New Parak Third Parak of Tamid Amar Leina Mamuna. So the Mamuna, which most Rishonim learn, is the Skan Koyin, the Skan Koyin Gadol. He would tell them, tell the Kahanim Boyu of Afisu Kam, we're going to have a raffle. Mia Shoichet, who's going to be the one that's going to shecht the carbon Tamid, and Mia Zayrik, who's going to do the Zrika, uh, sprinkling the blood on the Mizbech, Mime Dashim Mizbech Hapnimi, who's going to clean out the ash, the same way we had Truma Sadeshin on the Mizbech Achitan and the large Mizbech. We also have Trumas uh, Hadeshin on the Mizbech Hapanimi. So who's going to be the client for that? Mi Medashin Asa Who's going to clean the Manaira? Mi Male Evarim Lakevesh. Who's going to bring the Evarim, the limbs of the carbon Tamid, to the ramp of the Mizbech Hachitzayin? So those were all raffled off. Additionally, Haroish Vavregel Sheyamin. We had one coin would carry the head and the right hind leg of the of the animal. A second coin would carry the two yadayim, the two forelegs. So you have a third coin would carry the tail of the animal, and the left hind leg. You had a, another coin who would carry the chaza, the brisket, the chest, and the neck. So that's a fourth coin that's carrying a varim. A fifth one would carry the two defanais, uh, the two. Uh, Sides, the ribs. Now it's a it's a small seir. It's like it's a keves achad ba'biker. It's a keves she tasev in abayim. So the carbon tamid wasn't this huge steer. It was a keves. It was a small lamb. So one coin was able to carry the two defanish, the two. Uh, rib cages. Hakarvayim, he had a six coin carrying the intestines. You see the Mishnah Yuma discusses how many kahanim were needed for the, the big ox. So you'll see there. Vahasoilis, and a seventh coin carries the flower. Vahavit, an eighth coin carries the chavitin, which was the coin gadol's uh, carbon. Vahayayin, a ninth coin carrying stuff, carries the the wine. We know he had to bring Nesachim uh, uh, with the carbon. So that's the ninth coin of bringing the Evarim. So Hefisu, they did a raffle, Zacha Misha Zacha. The one who won, he won. That's how it worked. The Rishonim discussed that the surrounding 12 people would get the remaining jobs. There are 13 jobs listed here, the nine bringing up. You have the Shoichet, the Zoyrik, the Medashin Mizbeach HaPnimi, and Medashin Asamanera. So four in the beginning, and nine bringing up the Evarim. That gives you 13 uh, rewards or 13 things, 13 jobs, 13 services that they raffled off. So how did they pick it? The one who won. So the 12 people in close proximity to him, they would be the, the rest of the 13. So Amalahani told them, Go see if it's the time to bring the carbon Tamar Shoshachar, which we assume is about Neitzachama. Maybe it's a little bit earlier than that. In Megia, if it, uh, if Taka, it was already the sun had risen, or they were able to see the rays of the sun. Haraya, the one who was looking, he would stand on the roof. He would say, "Amar," he said, "Barkai," it's 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 lit. Masu ben Shmuel, Amar, Masu ben Shmuel said that they used to ask him, "Heir pnei kol mizrach," did the entire uh, mizrach eastern sky light up? Atshu bechevron, you could you could see chevron. Vu Hain, he would say yes, and that's how they knew that. It was time to bring the carbon. So Amalahan to Vahavi Talam Lishkas Hatlam. Go get a lamb from the Lishkas Hatlam, from the, the room of the lambs. Vahare Lishkas Hatlam, the Sunabin Mikzayat's finest Maravis. Now, where exactly was this situated? So we had this earlier. The Lishkas Hatlam was near the northwest corner of the 
space ha maikid. Abel shachas yishan. There were four rooms there. Achas lishkas haklam. One was a room for the for the lambs. Ba'achas lishkas hachaysamois. One was a room for the receipts. Literally. That's where they would keep the receipts when you when you brought a, a carbon. So many of them had to you had to bring silas and nasachim. So you had to pay for it. It wasn't free. So you had to pay for it. So you got your receipt from this room. One of them was the uh, the base of Mikey with a big fire in there. And the fourth room was the bakery where they would bake the lechem hapanim. So they would go into the room of the kalim of the of the pots and pans, it took out 93 silver and gold kalim. They would give the, 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 the next page, they would give the tamid a drink in a in a golden cup. We had a machlekes in the previous dafim. If this was a guzma or not, it was an exaggeration or no, perhaps that in the base of Middash, everything was gold, beautiful. So they would, they would give the, the sheep a drink from this golden cup. Even though the animal was checked in the evening, they used to check the animals the night before, still, they would check it the next day, examine it by the light of their avukas, of their torches, they would examine it again in the morning. Someone who was Zaycha and he did the so these two, they would go out and they would start start out first and they would have four kalim in their hand. Which four kalim? They had a basket, which is like a smaller basket, some type of jug, and two keys. The, the basket... If you look at the Bikurim, it calls it the Hatena Biyadecha. So a teni is a basket, is a doime, it's similar to a tarkav, to a tarkav, which is about three kavs, which in volume, according to my math offhand, would be around a gallon. So that's how big it was. Shalzav was made out of gold. Machzik kabayim chetzi, it held two kavs and a half, about a gallon. Vahakuz domele kitengado. The kuz, which is a smaller keli, that was similar to a large pitcher. Shalzav made out of gold. Wushtim aftachais, and there were two keys. Echad shiyarid ba'amas hashechi. One of them, you would have to use it by putting your arm and going all the way, uh, you know, to your armpit to be able to open the door from the inside. So imagine breaking into a door, you put your arm through a mail slot, and you're able to open the key from the inside. That that was the way the heichel was locked. It was locked from the in, from the inside. You couldn't open it from the outside. So they had to literally put their hand through a hole all the way up until their armpit. So that's why it's called yoyred ba'amas hashachi. You have to go, th- you know, thrust your arm in all the way to your armpit. The echad that was one one key that opened up the uh, the door. But another key which you're able to open up right away. Bala the pishpish hatzfani. We came to the to the the pishpish hatzfani, which is the northern small door that we mentioned in the in the, in the first paragraph of Tamid. This big gate, which is the focus of this daf, they had a big gate. We'll see that on the the uh, towards the end of this mishnah. So there was this big gate, and they had two small gates as part, two small doorways as part of this big gate. Achaz Batsafin, Achaz Badar, one on the north side, one on the, one on the south side. Shabadarim, the north side, I'm sorry, Shabadarim, the south side of the, of this large gate. Nobody ever walked in. 
It was a gate that was just there for show. And this passage is what Yechezkel discussed. This is what he described. It says, This gate should be closed. It should never be opened. should always be closed. So that's what Yechezkel was talking about. This pishpish on the daroim of the gate. Next, the Kayin took the first key. He opened this small door, so they wouldn't open up the, the big gate yet at this point, but he would open up the small gate. He went into the room, from this small little room to the Hechel, until you get to this big gate, you took out the bolt and the Paischais and the locks, you open it. And this was the big production. You're opening this big gate. The one who was shechting the carbon tumid wouldn't be able to shecht. Until he heard the sound of the big gate being opened up. Now, once we mention this sound, so the Mishnah continues and discusses the the uh, tremendous noise that it made. From they would hear the sound of this of the of the big gate, the Shar Godol, when it opened up. That's how loud it was. Magrefa. In Yericha, they'd hear the sound of the Magrefa. Magrefa literally means a shovel. So the Gemara Erechin tells us that there was a shovel uh, figured in- musical instrument that they used to play in the base of Mikdash. So you're able to hear the noise from Yericha. Again, another another uh, example. Yericha Shoyman Kol Ben They would hear the sound. Of Ben Arza playing on the uh, the cymbals. That's how loud it was. It was uh, some type of copper instrument, made noise. So they were able to hear that noise in Yerichai. Mi Yerichai he shemen kolachal. They would hear the noise of the flute. Mi Yerichai he shemen kol gvine kares. You would hear the uh, the sound of the gvine, the kares, the vecker, the one who would wake up all the kahanim in the morning. That's how loud it was. So it definitely woke them up. If you could hear it in Yerichai, so it definitely was loud. You'd hear the sound of the wood that of the pulley system that we mentioned a few times already that Ben Katin made for the Kiar. So that noise, that's how they knew that the that the uh, Truma Sedeshin was, was starting. So that's you're able to hear that noise in Yerichai. You'd hear the song of the Levium. I just read recently in the Nesiva Shalom discusses this in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra. That he brings down, I think, the Ramban that that uh, when when the Levium would sing, it would bring a person who was bringing a carbon to tshuva. So sometimes people think that music has, and song has nothing to do with our our uh, Messiah, but the Nesiva Shalom writes about it, how it would inspire the the uh, the one who was being mocked of a carbon to have the true tshuva, because the carbon doesn't work if a person doesn't have tshuva. So the singing would inspire him, the, kol, the shir of the levim. Okay? I know many levim, they have, have great voices, so perhaps... Uh, based on that, Emir Tzashem, soon, Bekarov. Okay, Mericha Hashem and Kol Hashem, Mericha Hashem, Shemia Kol Hashem, they would hear the Kol Shafer in Yericha, the Yesh Oymim Av Kodesh of Kayin Gadol, they would also hear the voice of the Kayin Gadol, Bashashu Maskez Hashem Yemek Brum, that when he would mask the name of Hashem, on Yom Kippur, the Shem Amafirish, so they were able to hear it all the way in Yericha. Mericha Hashem, Mericha Nemeach, Pita Maktaris, they were able to smell the smell of the Pita Maktaris. Amr Rabbi Lazar ben Digloy, Rabbi Lazar ben Digloy said, Izim. My father had goats, and he lived in the uh, mountains of Michvar. They would sneeze. That's how far the smell traveled. 
So back to our discussion about the Avaidah and the Mesa Midrash, Mitzhah Zacham Atamid, someone who was Zaycha and he won, he had the right to Shech the Tamid, he would bring it to the slaughtering area. Mitzhah Ivarim, the one who, 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 who was able to put the uh, limbs on the Mizbeach, which actually was nine Kahanim. So Hochanimah, they would all go with him because they had to follow along. So now we're going to describe what exactly was this slaughtering area. If you have a picture of Mishnayis, it goes through the rings and the uh, tables. Very nice to look at it. So this is a Mishnah. So you look at your, your picture Mishnayis, even the, uh, the art school Mishnayis has it as well. The pictures of these, uh, the, the slaughter area. So basically, it was in the north side of the Mizbech, all of Shmoina Amudim Nanasim, and they had eight pillars, and you had these square pieces of cedar wood, Agabem atop them, unkaloi shabarzali kvum, and these hooks which they would hook the animal to uh, once they were shachted, and they would have three sets of hooks on each one of these pillars. So you have 24 hooks, shabahen toilin, they would hang the animal after slaughter, which is similar to the, what they do today. After slaughtering, they, they hook up the animal or the chicken on a hook, and they would skin the animal on the marble tables that were in between the pillars. So they would hang the animal and they would let it rest on the marble table and that's how they would skin, do the uh, hefshet, which is one of the avoidas in the base of Middash, they do the hefshet by the base of Mitbechayim. Misha zacha b'dishem mezbech panimi, the Kayan who was zaycha, he won the right to clean out the mezbech hapanimi from the Katiris, from yesterday's Katiris. So nichnaz v'natlas atani. He, took, he went to the base of Mikdash, went to the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the Heichel, and he took the basket, and he put it in front of him, and he would scoop it up and put it into the basket. Once you couldn't scoop it up anymore, you just swept everything into it, no more scooping. Like imagine eating the, the bottom of the ice cream container. Then he left the basket there, and you'll see that later on someone's going to take it, but at that point he left it there. And the Yatza, he left, he left the, the Kodesh, he left the Heichal. The one who was Zaycha to clean out the ashes from the Menorah, Nichnas, he would go in Umatash Neneros, Mizrachis, or Maravis, Dolkin, we have this just now in the Daf, in the Parakobah Memad Likin, that, that the uh, Neros, Maravis, some of the Rishonim say Tzafayim, Mizrachis, depending on the Rishonim, the, the Machlekes, which, which Nero was always lit, but there was always either two or one Nero was always lit, you clean out the rest of them. You leave those two still lit. And we saw in the Gemara and Shabbos that they would use the candle that was still lit to light the other neighbors. That's in the Sugya of Hanukkah. How are they allowed to light from one neighbor to another neighbor? That's Ayin Sham in the second parak of Shabbos. Unfortunately, found that they were extinguished. And the nace didn't take place. So Medashan, you you clean out the ash, and then you would relight it. Keilu that it was always lit. Seems like it's a farce, but that's how it was. You're supposed to always have these two, like a near tumid, they should always be lit. And then you would clean the ash from the rest of the uh, the candle holders. The Evan Heisliff Namanara. There was a stone in front of the Manara, Bashalishmalish, there were three steps. Shalah Kain made the Kain would stand on these steps, and he would clean it. He would leave the jug of of all the ash on the on the second step, similar to what they did in the by the Katarist. He left it there, the Yatza, and he left. And we will continue the fourth parak in Mirtashem tomorrow. Shir Hajan Allah 
Amar Le'am HaMamuna. I'm going to start. We'll continue from here. Lama number base, the uh, fourth parak.